You're listening to audio from Grace Community Church in Anger, North Carolina. More information about Grace Community Church can be found at graceccnc.org. Good Friday hardly seems appropriate. It seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? And since the Friday we remember is the day of Jesus' crucifixion, it hardly seems like a cause for celebration. Indeed, although we know the day of celebration is coming on Sunday, we are here to reflect, to mourn, to repent. Had we, as followers of Jesus, been alive on the Friday on which he was crucified, we would hardly have been able to breathe, our minds wrenched with contradiction. The one we had been sure was the hope of Israel, the one to throw off Roman rule, the one to bring shalom, was hanging on a cross a cruel instrument of torture designed to humiliate in the extreme and to point to the ultimate power in the land, Rome. Christopher Watkins paints a vivid picture of the scene that went deep into the souls of those who saw. Quote, The cross was not just a way of executing criminals. It was a statement of power, a living and eventually a dying message to any would-be enemies of Rome that they could be next. The cross is an instrument not only of death, but of humiliation. Victims would hang naked, Bowels would empty, dogs would prowl, cadavers would be left to the smells and left to rot, smells would carry, birds would scavenge. And this shame was expressed publicly, like a macabre advertising hoarding or billboard. The crucified body is lifted high so that everyone can see it. Erected on the side of a road or in a public place so that passersby cannot fail to be struck by its brutal message. The writhing and cries of the dying provided the perfect choreography and soundtrack to Rome's merciless power These human billboards broadcasting unto their final tortured breath the imperial message, Rome is everything, the crucified one is nothing. There was no human way to find the good in Good Friday on the day Jesus was crucified. The Savior... The Messiah, the one who had brought life and healing to the downtrodden, the needy, and the refuse of society. 
Now, look at our hope hanging on a cross. There was nothing good about Good Friday except that Jesus was the Son of God, God in the flesh. And in God's design, the cross was the reversal of all that is wrong and evil to a place of life and freedom and purpose and eternity. Colossians 2, 13 through 15 is the end of the Apostle Paul's thoughts about not only Jesus' superiority over rulers in the universe, but also our relationship with God through Christ, more specifically with God through Christ on the cross. Colossians 2, 13. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. By, by I can't read it back there. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to his cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Imagine our emotions as we stand at the foot of the cross. All hope gone because the Savior is dying an agonizing and humiliating death. But it's really we who are dying. We have no relationship with God because of our sins. Not only are we doomed to die physically, but we will be separated from God for eternity in hell because of our sins. We are slaves not only to Rome, but to our sins. We are slaves to the world and to the culture that hates God and his people. We are in debt. We're in trouble with the authority above all earthly powers. We are in trouble with God. But God has made us alive together with Jesus. When we look to the cross for help as desperate men and women who are going down for the last time. And we cry out to Jesus, God rescues us. How does he do that? Why does he do that? In the same way that Pontius Pilate ordered a placard nailed to the cross above Jesus' head that said, This is the king of the Jews. God put a placard with our sins listed on them and nailed them to Jesus' cross. So that when Jesus died for our sins, he was dying in our place. Receiving the punishment from a holy God that we deserved. And when we stood at the foot of the cross, we were sad for Jesus and sorry for our loss. But at that very moment, the bill of debt that was written against us was being satisfied so that our debt would be canceled. It was the great exchange. Jesus' righteousness for our sins. Our sins for Jesus' righteousness. Jesus' death for our life. Not only was it the great exchange, it was also the great reversal. 
As we have been reminded repeatedly in 1 Corinthians, the cross is foolishness to the Greeks and a stumbling block to the Jews. And as we stand at the foot of the cross on the original Good Friday, we understand why. It was the worst possible thing that could happen except that Jesus was God and this was according to design. Satan was sure that he had triumphed. The religious leaders were certain this would put an end to the rabble-rouser from Nazareth, backwater Nazareth. Rome was satisfied that this one who claimed to be king would have those claims no more and no longer would he have followers to cause trouble. All this would have been true except that Jesus was God and this was according to design. Verse 15 again. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Imagine the cross was not a topic for polite conversation. If you mention the cross in a, at a party, everybody would go silent. It, you just didn't talk about the cross. But people had to see the cross day in and day out, walking by the roads filled with crosses. And yet Jesus put the rulers and authorities to open shame by triumphing over them in him. The glory of Jesus, the glory of God was never greater than at the cross. We just couldn't see it at the time. If you are alarmed by the increasing opposition to the gospel and to followers of Jesus, take comfort in knowing that Christ has conquered all and he will be seen as ruler of all. Not only can you have confidence in your future, but you can know that King Jesus is with you in your suffering, whatever form of suffering he has called you to. Whatever vocation of suffering you were called to endure. You can trust him because of his death to do what is right, both in your life and in the world, even when it doesn't seem like it in either place. Because of the cross, you can love your enemies even as you trust the Lord for your care. You can leave vengeance in his hands knowing that you would be unable to repay evil for evil without doing great damage to your soul. Leave it to him. Because of the cross, you can rest. In Jesus. The great exchange has taken place. And from the moment you confess your sins. And put your trust in Jesus. You have belonged to him. The great reversal will be fully revealed when Jesus returns. And for now you can know that your sovereign God is in complete charge of your life. And of all that touches you. Once again, Christopher Watkin writing about Colossians 2.15, quote, 
Paul's mind-blowing idea is that the crucified one, the helpless, naked, shamed victim, makes a public spectacle of the dominant imperial authorities who are crucifying him at the very moment of their apparent victory. It is an unsurpassed irony. And our first glimpse of a pattern of thinking about the cross that is often repeated in the Bible. It is the idea of the cross as the subversive fulfillment of the values and aspirations of all peoples and societies. In this case, the subversive fulfillment of the triumph that Rome carved, pursued in a sinful and corrupting way, and never fully achieved. Crucifixion is certainly a potent spectacle, but the cross is a more powerful counter spectacle of love. That doesn't make sense, except that it makes all the sense once your eyes are opened. We're going to linger at the foot of the cross for just a few moments longer, and then you'll know when to exit the room. Please exit in silence. Thank you for listening to audio from Grace Community Church, located in North Carolina. Feel free to make copies of this audio content to share with others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Grace Community Church, go to graceccnc.org.